0: live june 12th 9 a.m here on the east coast episode 10 here with coach gooddale we got a legend in the sport of wrestling coming on kenny monday first african-american to win the olympic gold medal um to win an olympic gold medal terrific human being i follow him on social media i never really got to pick his brain but uh but recently he's kind of came at me a little bit on twitter but i think he deserves to say whatever he really needs to say whatever he wants to say and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to get to get to pick his brain. And I know Coach Goodale, this is his favorite wrestler of all time. So I'm sure he's really <laughs> looking forward to getting him, on, getting him on. But Coach Goodale, how you been this past week? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I am. I'm i am
1: super fired up for this show. Because uh, we didn't really know early on in the week where we were going to go with it. And yeah, for me, this was the guy, right? I grew, you know, I, I was wrestling a lot in the 80s and 90s and This was the guy, there were no, there was no flow wrestling. There was no internet. There was no box scores every single weekend. You didn't know what was going on. I told you earlier, we'd get amateur wrestling news at the end of every month just to check box scores. That's how college wrestling used to be. So uh, yeah, my time of wrestling, late eighties, early nineties, Kenny Monday was the man. So this is, this is huge for me. I, you know, you talk about a Mount Rushmore and there's no doubt this guy's on my Mount Rushmore of wrestlers in this world, in this country. So uh, this yeah. would be good in such a different dynamic, right? Two kids wrestle at the highest level. He's clearly wrestled and coached at the highest level. Uh, he's training Jordan Oliver, who you will have a rivalry with here pretty quickly. Uh, so that's kind of neat. The Tar Heel wrestling club, we could pick his brain on what he's doing with them, what we're doing with our Scarlet Knight wrestling club, NJRTC. And maybe we can get into the whole Princeton, uh, Princeton, Rutgers rival. His other son, Quincy, is a member of the Princeton wrestling team and a very good one. So, he's yeah. a good
0: day. Yeah, and he's uh, he's also had a lot of other experiences down the road. I'm sure we'll get to hear a little bit, but he's he's uh, been a coach in the MMA world for an MMA team for a couple. Or I think it was just a one year stint, but also at Oklahoma State where he competed and he grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So um, he's been through a bunch of different uh, real life positions whether it was coaching or being an athlete himself and i'm excited to hear about all those um
1: yeah, yeah. and he's he's a three-time olympian three-time national finalist won at once he was 140 and 0 and won in high school so you can re- relate to that here's my biggest thing i want to know about and you're going to learn about because i always i always talk about this tournament the Tbilisi tournament he competed in and i i always try telling you guys just how hard that was like It's almost like the Eureka now on steroids. It was so darn hard. And he talks about it in an article. I read how cold the gyms were. And Donnie kind of gives us a little background of what those tournaments are like over in Russia, but there was nothing, nothing like the Tbilisi. And then of course his rivalry with Dave Schultz uh, is memorable. So there's so much to tackle here, man. Uh, But before we get him on, he'll be coming on here in about 10 minutes. Let's, uh, Let's talk about you had a busy week, man. You had a busy week, and yeah, I thought yeah. we had an awesome show last Friday. Uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, the, the whole Scrap Life situation hits with you and you leaving the company. And that's uh, that's kind of where we're at in the world today. And uh, I applaud you for doing that and standing up for what you believe in. So why don't you just go through that a little bit and talk about it?
0: Yeah, and uh, just to backtrack a little, I think I think he was undefeated in high school and he had a tie versus Mike Sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Like no and one. Yep. Not a loss. So I just wanted to, our viewers cause that is, I feel like I'm looking back at his story and it's so relatable to my own. Um, yeah. Just like the way he talks about wrestling as a kid and uh, going up and wanting, like he talks about definitely wanting to stay in Oklahoma, not leave Oklahoma, whether it was Yo OU or Oklahoma state. And you know, like yep. a lot of the way he holds Oklahoma when he was a young athlete and um, just the culture that was there that's the same way I feel about New Jersey. So I feel like we could relate on that topic, yeah. but I don't want this whole uh, podcast today to be about politics, but of course we got to touch on it a little bit. And, um, with the scrap life whole thing, I recently, uh, left the company and released myself from the company and, um, what it came down to, it was uh accidental post that was released from one of the owners of the company and it was targeted for his personal page and it was very insensitive to the current times that we are, we are in right now, and what what was on the post isn't as important as just I didn't really stand for it, and it wasn't what my views are, and wasn't, um, wasn't what I believe in, and what I want to support, um, and, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, I had all these different kind of role models I looked up to, and a lot of them were wrestlers, even though wrestling is growing and growing, we've always had role models and people that were, you know, high in the sport, and I looked up, to guys like Cal Sanderson and um, you know, when I was a kid and now like when I was an older high school athlete, like guys like Jordan Burroughs, and, you know, I got to follow them on social media very closely, follow their blogs, try to see everything they were doing inside and outside of the sport. And even outside of wrestling, I liked baseball. I liked guys like Derek Jeter. And you know, those are very high character guys that you got to follow very closely. And um, not that, you know, I just need to be the a perfect image but part of it is, when this all happened, it was affecting how people were looking at me. And I really felt that in a quick time, it, it was affecting people were putting the views of um, a certain individual and certain company scrap life and putting that image on myself. And, you know, as a role model in current times, fast forward, I'm a role model now to kids and not a huge, huge poll, like some of the names I said, but, you know, in my certain niche, I have a lot of um, influence over kids and over different, Different people, different wrestling communities, and you know, I want to stand for what I believe in, and I want my people to know my brand and look at my brand and be able to associate what I stand for with that brand. And uh, brand is a cliche thing in these times, but you know, like it, it goes a long way. I want people to see Mobbin or see Anthony Ashton and know that I'm a good person and I go compete hard and know my values and know my core, uh, my core personality or characteristics about myself, and not that they have to know everything about me. But in this one instance, I felt like it just exploited a lot of different issues I had with the company, and it was just something where I was like, you know what, not, this instance huge, but uh, there was other instances too, and I just want to remove myself from what who Scrap Life's trying to represent, you know, because that's not who I am, and that's not who I, what I want to represent. Um, and you know, being being in, at this part of the sport, you know, winning's not everything, and associating with maybe getting more money or just the winning, whatever, whatever the winning thing is, it's not everything, you know, it's, it goes, it goes a lot. It says a lot about who you are, just um, the journey you go through and what you stand for and what you believe in. And this was an instance I felt I could use my platform for that positive change and to stand up for that.
1: Yeah. I, I, I applaud, again, I applaud what you did, man. Those are your core values and what you believe in. I know you had some, some really influential people, uh, in the wrestling community kind of come at you at first. Um, but I think you knew what you wanted to do right away. And I think it was the right decision and, and, and it doesn't stop, right? It's never going to stop in, in this country. We just got to keep continue to keep giving people a platform to talk about it and, and to make change. And that's what we're here to do. And listen, those guys are really good friends of yours, you know, James Green, even though you're competing with them and and Jordan Burroughs and, and uh, you know, the tweet you got from Cormier and, and the relationship now you're going to have with him is, that's awesome. That's awesome for everybody. And I just think it was the right move. And, and uh, we we got to get better. We all got to get better. We touched on it a bunch last week. Uh, and we'll probably hear I'm, I'm anxious to see what, what Coach Mundy says about it, if he even wants to talk about it, you know, but it's it's an area where again, this didn't just happen with the George Floyd situation, right? This goes way back. And it's happened every day. It happens every day racism in this country. So you know I'm anxious. I'm I'm wondering if he'll touch on that because listen, he wrestled with the best man Nate Carr, uh, Chris Campbell, Melvin Douglas, Kevin Jackson. Those guys were USA wrestling, of course. John Smith and Baumgartner and Gable, but those guys were USA wrestling. The reason why we have what we have today is because of Kenny Monday and Kevin Jackson. And I'm just wondering how they were how they were treated going through the whole process. And again, I'm not you know, I want to have fun with Kenny and it's just something that he wants to discuss. That's great. But
0: yeah. And part you of, you know, this, I just think it's important part of this is, is we're all still learning. I'm definitely still learning. And part of the process for me, man, opened my eyes to just um, to being, to being a, not a victim, but like I was, I was falling under the trap of people's personal agendas, maybe uh, directing where the company wanted to go or directing Scrap Life, how Scrap Life wanted to be viewed. And, you know, like, I didn't really look at it like that at all. I was just, during the process, I was blessed to have a sponsorship, you know. And as an athlete, I didn't think about those things at all. Uh, and I heard Ben Askin talk about it as he was an athlete. Like, he was like, I, I got a paycheck. Cool. Like, I'm competing. And I'm getting represented. I'm getting free gear. And, like, that's kind of how I thought about it. And these kids have my gear. And, you know, this uh, this situation opened my eyes up to, like, not just anything you post is is going to be on the internet forever and that kind of thing. But you know, you're, you're associated with the people that you're associated with as well. So if -hmm. your five closest friends are doing the wrong things, like even though you're not doing them, you know, like you're, you're tied in with them. So it it was a life association. It was a life lesson for me for sure. And, you know, I'll just definitely just keep learning and doing my best to keep being a better person. But just a reminder to our viewers that, after Coach Monday, even when Coach Monday's on, if you want to try to get on, you could come on, chat with us face to face by watching on air on the free fan cred app and pressing the green fan line button um, just to join us live. Or you go to YouTube, follow the links that me and Coach Goodell provided on different social media platforms. You could also watch on Facebook live.
1: He's backstage, man. Let's uh, let's bring him on. That'd be that'd be great. Cameron, if we can get him on, I'm fired up for this dude. This dude is a hammer. So this is going to be pretty cool. Is this our first really big time wrestling guy, right? We yeah. haven't had many flat yeah. out wrestlers. Coach, how are we doing? What's up, doing coach? Great, man. Good
2: morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
1: How you How's doing? it going down there in Carolina? Nice. It's
2: good, man. You know, sunshine and blue skies today and uh, you know, people are starting to kind of get back out in the world a little bit, which is uh which is kind of a crazy thing right now, but uh it is what it is, man, and we're we're dealing with it, man, and uh it's just been really good, though. I mean, it's been really good to have yeah. a family home. And so, uh, you know, the boys are home. My daughter's here. And so it's uh, it's been a good family time. Yeah. What- good.
1: I was going to kind of start with that. Where are you at with the whole COVID-19? And I know Carolina's maybe getting, getting it a little bit, but are, are the guys out working out? Are they training? Are the Tar Heels training? What are you guys up to?
2: You know, the guys are just doing their own thing, basically. Yeah. Um, and me and Jordan are still kind of, Hitting it a little bit, you know, he's uh he's, he stays on it. The dude's hungry, man. He's uh he stays on it and uh he's bigger than I've ever seen him at this point. But uh they're just still, you know, doing their own thing and trying to find um, you know, people are freaking creating gyms in their in their in their garages. You know, COVID just puts a mess down in his in his garage, you know, so he's opening it up. But uh people just kind of finding a way, you know, just kind of finding a way and this is kind of a uh unprecedented time and uh we've never been through anything like it and um uh, so people are learning as we go and we're getting better a lot of zoom calls and you know just a different uh different way to do business
0: yeah what is like what is life like there like uh are they still required you guys still required to wear masks into the supermarkets and stuff like that or is well, it, you know
2: it's not a requirement yeah it's not a requirement and but it's um you know it's 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 um you know people i mean they they encourage you to to wear masks. mask you know I'm, of course we every time i'm out you know i'm, I'm wearing a mask and uh you know my wife wa- my wife makes sure that i'm i'm wearing a ma- mask yeah my mom is 82 years old and um I just yep and i just moved her here from oklahoma about a year ago and uh and just moved to here to, to to be closer to me and, and my family and and um and so just trying to and she's a pistol you know she's 82 man, but she's 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 you know she's on it. she's still doing her thing and uh, gets around and wants to get out and so i have to kind of you know coach her into staying home and and you know not having so many people over and and uh so it's it's kind of a tough thing but you know so you know i got to i got to be careful cuz I, I go and see her you know uh, every once in a while and so i want to make sure that i don't pass anything on to her cuz that's uh that's a vulnerable vulnerable deal
0: that's funny uh, my dad was talk talking to me about my grandpa he's yeah he's in his 80s but he's in really good shape and he works he works for my dad he uh, delivers he delivers like my dad owns a pharmacy and they deliver medicine and he he delivers medicine like to small drives that are kind of close towns but uh right since since the city my dad hasn't let him work and he kind of is making him stay home and my grandpa's like what are you doing to me like this is all i got like this (laughs) this is what i live for i get to leave the house and go talk to people uh, so he's taking a hit, but, uh, yeah,
2: it's I- tough, man. You know, cause because people, people of that age, they, you know, for them, it's, it's, it's healthier for them to get out and yeah. get some exercise. You know, I got to kind of continue to tell my mom, you know, get out, get some walk, walk to the mailbox and, and get out. But that's, you know, they love getting out when they can cause it, that's life. And then no the, the one wants to sit around and, and and sit in their house. Yeah. You know? And so it's uh it's a tough thing, but it's, uh, we kind of get moving through it. Hopefully, we'll we'll have our, uh, a vaccine soon, and we can kind of move on. All
1: right. Take take me back, uh, for you, right? Jordan Oliver's your guy, and, and there's some other guys, obviously, in that Tar Heel club. But the trials were coming up, right? The Olympic trials were coming up. It was a big time for you and him. Uh, what is that like when it gets canceled? Is it is it? I, I know for Anthony and I and the rest of our staff, it's hey, it's part of life. We're moving on. We'll get better for 2021. That's kind of how we went about it. But is there a, is there a period where you're like, you just bumming, you're just hurting, and then you just got to get back on the horse? How was how was Jordan? How did he handle it? How Have you guys gone about it?
2: He actually handled it better than I did. Now he's uh, it was heartbreaking, man. It was heartbreaking because it was like, it was it was a couple different hits, right? At first, it was the NCAA's. You know, I've got two two sons in college, as you guys know, and and that was the first time they were going to be able to compete at the NCAA's together. You know, because Kennedy got hurt last year, and and Quincy competed, and um, and so it was going to be the first time. And you know, I had bought tickets for my dad and coming to the, So that was that was the first heartbreak. And then, of course, you know, we were just waiting, waiting, and knew that we probably weren't going to survive it. But then, when the uh, trials got canceled, then it was just it was a double whammy. You know, because I mean, we we had of course we put the put the time in, and and I had never I've never seen him. I've been around Jordan since um, he's a sophomore in college. And I've never seen him this uh, focused, this on point. Um, and he was healthy; he was weight was under control. And so he was ready, man. He was ready to um, to do his thing. You know, he's ready to perform. I mean, he's been performing well anyway. And and from the last tournament in Paris, I mean, he jumped levels. He jumped another level. And, and so he was ready. And so that was heartbreaking to see that and see that kind of work that we put in and and being that prepared. I just can't imagine. I you know. I, I think back to my career. You know, I wrestled, of course. I wrestled four NCAA tournaments. Didn't miss a one. Uh, Went to wrestled in four Olympic trials. And so, you know, to 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 watch my guys go through that, um, it was it was heartbreaking. For the for the NCAA guys, you know, Austin O'Connor, you know, he was he was looking really good. He was sharp. He was, and so. Watching those guys, you know, suffer through that—it was a tough deal. It was, it was, it was really heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, it was a crazy time, a couple crazy couple weeks. Just kind of the waiting game. Once the NBA went downhill, it's like right—you just kind of felt it coming. But it was like, yeah, when, when is it? And I know the NCA guys, like me, being optimistic as well. Even though I wasn't competing, I was like, yeah, you guys are gonna have it. Probably no fans, right? You know, you'll have it right and Just right. Like you're waiting waiting, and then all of a sudden you get hit with the news it's like i didn't even like i didn't know what to say i've never been through something pulled for me like that um, exactly. and and the olympics at least for now like they're scheduled a year back like those guys don't get it back you know it's hard to relate to um you as an athlete for some of our viewers you know some of them are just Rutgers fans that are at Rutgers athletic fans they don't um know wrestling as well as some of our other viewers but man you're a legend in the sport just to remind some of the the viewers man you're nca you champ did. three-time olympian olympic champ olympic silver um and three-time olympic olympian in general mm-hmm. and even if you never medaled i mean that's really impressive in the sport of wrestling and freestyle wrestling and um other sports you know you're, you're able to go win multiple medals in maybe the same event or same day in different events with wrestling man you get one <laughs> shot one shot there's one shot, baby And uh, I was wondering, did you ever have a time in your athletic career where something like this was in jeopardy or uh, there was ever an event in the world that was kind of shaken up, whether you're going to have a world championships or anything like that or Olympic
2: championships? Well, that's a great question because when I I look back and when I reminisce about my career, I think, you know, when I competed in 88 and I made that team, we hadn't had a, a full on Olympic game since 1976. You know, they boycotted in 80, which was a heartbreaking thing. I mean, my, my friend, Lee Kemp, and the guy that I looked up to growing up, you know, he was, he was my, one of my heroes. And, and so he didn't get to, to make – he made the team, but didn't get, get to compete. And then 84, um, they the, the Soviets didn't come. Russians. The Russians didn't come. And so that was that was a boycott. Eastern black companies, countries didn't come. So that was another Olympic Games. It wasn't full on. And so 88 was, was – and it was on it was on and popping and um, so there was a lot of pressure around South Korea and North Korea a little bit so North Korea was kind of kicking up dust and they were saying things and they were saying that they were going to you know um, interrupt the the games and so it was a little bit of that uh, that was going on and so we were a little nervous about that but you know it, it, it went on you know so And even in '76, they had issues. I mean, in '72, they had issues when Gable, that team was was, so it was always something kind of brewing and in the air. But when it was on, man, I was we were so happy that uh, they didn't. No one acted a fool. I gotta
1: I gotta ask you this because for me, you're you're on the Mount Rushmore, right? It's it's you, it's Gable, it's Baumgartner and Coach Smith, and I, I mean. That's who I grew up with, you guys. And right. I i just wondered if you ever – because you always hear about Gable and Smith and now Jordan, you ever feel a little bit slighted like you didn't get your due. I mean, you've won everything, world champ, Olympic champ, like Anthony said, all those accolades. A little bit, you're not in that conversation around the wrestling table. I mean, for me, you are. So Yeah, that's, yeah. So cool, that,
2: you know, that's another good question. I mean, I, I know who I am. I know my career. I feel, you know, sure. I feel great about my career, and, and, and the people that have wrestled with me know who I am and know my career. You know, I in, I lost in uh, in the '92 Olympic games by one point. That was the only point I gave up the whole tournament. Uh, I gave up one point in the finals, so that close to being a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, um, dis, dislocated my elbow five days before the tournament started, so I didn't even really know I was going to get be able to compete. Uh, before in '92, so I mean to be able to even compete and then not give up a point to the finals was was amazing performance and, and something that you know I'm proud of, of course. And but no, I mean I've wrestled, you know, my career I've wrestled the best guys I think in in the sport. You know, from Saitev to Varayev to Vazayev. You know, from when I beat Vazayev in '89 World Championships. He had never lost an international competition. He had never even beat. And so when he came up, you know, I was a little surprised that he came up. But he beat, yeah. he had beat Varaev to make the team. Yeah. And so when he came up, I didn't even I didn't even know until we got to the to the to Switzerland where the Olympic champions was, right? I didn't even know. So I hadn't even put my eyes on. It. I watched him, you know, just kind of because he was one of, one of the best ever. So I watched him and watched him, you know, wrestle our guys. And and so, but I never I never I didn't prepare for him before the 89 World Championships. And so when Leroy Smith was, which is the national team coach, came up and said, Hey, hey, uh Ptayv came up. I'm like, what? Vazayev came up to my weight class, really. And so at first, I'm like, oh, he's too small, But I'm I gonna smash that kid. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> at that point, you know, I was I was kind of going through the 49 pounders. You know, me and you mentioned Nate Carr, which was probably one of the, the best guys I've ever wrestled with. And we of course had our rivalry, and you know, but Nate had cut down to 49 after, after the last time I wrestled, Nate was in 87 world team trials, and I beat him 5-0 and 8-1. And then so we he went down to 49. And I was I was getting the best of Nate, right? And so 49 pounders really wasn't competing with me. And so I'm like, he's he's a 49-pounder. But then when the tournament started, he went through a couple of the guys that I had like had struggled with, right? Had tough matches with, and he kind of went through them. I was like, man, this kid must be this guy must be strong. And so uh I got to him and kind of beat him six one, but it was it was an incredible match. But now, you know, I've wrestled uh of course with with Nate Carr and then Dave Schultz. And my my thing on that coach is is I always judge people's career about who they who they beat and who beat them, right? So who who was their competition? I lost to Nate, Carlos, Nate two times, and Nate's a three-time NCAA champion, and I lost to him two times in the beat him in the duels, beat him in the big eights, and then lost to him in double overtimes in both NCAA tournaments. So I could have been right there to be a three timer, right? And and that's probably why, right? That's probably why you're not. He's one of the best just because members. of that national tournament. Yeah, I think yeah, and then probably that that uh, you know the the second uh, gold medal, and then of course going to '96, uh, losing in the semi to Saitev. and you know so you know I I give guys the credit when they when credit is due. I mean John, of course, six titles. You know I've been in a room with him every day, watched him develop, and watched him. You know I've been knowing him since he was ten years old, and um, and so watching those guys, and then being on the team with with Bruce and. And Nate and uh, the Shears and Kevin Jackson. You know, me and Kevin, of course, we, we're buddies and workout partners. And and so, you um, know, I feel good about my career, man. If I had a vote, I'm I'm voting myself in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: good. You sure. should be proud about it. You should sure. be. Uh, coach, you talked about winning the Olympics in 88, um, but you won the NCAA title in 84. That was your senior season, correct? Yes, sir. So you uh, know where
1: he wanted it? Yeah. You know where he won? Meadowlands New Jersey. One in Jersey.
2: Right, Meadowlands. That was the secret boy. secret Solar. You know who would I beat? you know who I beat? Was it what a I Jersey beat? guy? Huh? Was it a Jersey guy? No, no, it was an Iowa guy.
1: Not a so No, not Zalesky's so a three timer.
2: Who was it? No, it was Kissler. Kissler.
1: Oh Kissler,
2: yep. Yep. I mean, which Kissler was a two timer. He's a two-timer yeah. three-time finalist, Thanks. you know? So again, that's another guy that I beat in the finals that um, was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good guy. What,
0: what I wanted to ask you is that time between uh, 84 and 88. Um, I mean, Schultz was the guy in America, he won the 84 yeah. games and he represented America in 86 and 87 and 85, I believe. But uh, mm-hmm. I was wondering, touch a little bit on that that rivalry and maybe breaking through that wall from 87 to 88 and what the matches were like from 85 to 80 87 yeah um also i was wondering like you know modern times we're we're spoiled we got rtcs everywhere you know right we, we could travel across the country have a buddy we could train with and crash with and go to their rtc and mm-hmm. um i was also wondering what's it like when you graduate college and you're not the number one guy and you're training and you're you're chasing down your dream but you're also I don't know what funding's like. I was just very curious in yeah. what that situation was like as a senior athlete
2: at the time. Yeah, I mean, going back to Dave Schultz, you know, Dave was, of was course, he was um, just incredible competitor, you know, just on all levels. He was smart. He was cunning. He was skilled. He was strong. Um, he was passionate. And just, I mean, that wrestling, that guy just brought out the best of me. Yeah. Um, and so, and he was the guy. And when he beat Lee Kemp, and I was in the trials, I was in the weight class in 1984, just finishing. I wrestled 50, got to the trials, and I got fifth in '84 trials. um I was a match away from wrestling I never never got to wrestle Lee Kemp, but I was a match away from wrestling Lee Kemp. I lost to Mike Deanna, real close match, and then and then Mike Deanna had Lee Kemp in the semis, and then of course Dave beat Lee and Lee in the finals. But but when when I was getting ready, let me see, I was getting ready to go to Tbilisi in 1980, 1988. And Lee Kemp was living in, in uh, New York. And so I went out, we were leaving from New York. And so I went to New York with John Jura to train for a couple of days before we went to, to, to Tbilisi. And so got this, got the chance to spend a little time with Lee Kemp. And so kind of picked his brain on, on just the um, whole robbery with him and Schultz. you know, Because he made, he made the team in 1983 right beat dave in the, in the trials made the team and he was in grad school and so he for so he gave up the the, uh, the world championships and let dave go to the world championships in 80 in 83. dave goes and wins the title wins the world wins the world title and so just got crazy momentum came back and then of course at that point then lean came back in 84 you know just and I think Dave just had too much momentum and uh, ended up beating him in the trials. And so I was curious about that whole um, change of guard and how he felt about Dave and the whole thing and, and just kind of trying to study Dave and and, um, and see where he was coming from and that whole trans- transition. But um, And then so when I finished in 84, 85, I won the U.S. Open in 85, beat Mike Deanna in the finals. And so that was sweet revenge. But Dave wasn't in the weight class. Dave, went out that year. Or he didn't. I didn't think he, yeah, he went up to he went up to eighty and won won the won the U.S. Open and won eighty, and then um, eighty. Then but I roused Dave that year at a, at a at a tournament. That was the first time I roused him. Then I roused him in in the eighty-six U.S. Open, and then he beat me there, and then he beat me twice in the U, in the eighty-seven World Team Trials. That was a, but that was the first year I beat Dave. He beat me the first time, the first match. I beat him the second match, and he beat me the third match. And That was an '87 World Team Trials, right? So I was gaining on him. I was gaining on him, and that was he beat me the first three times we wrestled. And Then after that, I beat him. I beat him ten straight. We wrestled fourteen times, fourteen times, and I beat him. I think, yeah, beat me three times. Three, the three first three, and then I then yeah, I beat him the the next ten, I think. And uh, but just you know, just an incredible incredible deal, you know, but we had, we kind of had RTCs. I was training at Oklahoma state at the time. You know, when I, when I first left college, when I finished in 84, we had a change of guard. I don't know if you, you remember coach that, that, Chesbo was my, my college coach. Yep. Yep. He got, he got fired after my senior year in college. Myron and Rod was the athletic director. We had just lost to Iowa two times in a row runner up to Iowa two years in a row. Right? 83 and 84. We beat him and dual me both years in a row. Beat him in the 83, dual meet, beat him in 84, dual me. So we really should have won going into the uh that 84 year. Uh John Smith was a freshman when I was a, a senior, my 80 that 84 year. And uh John was seated fourth going into the NCAA tournament, lost first round, and then back then you had the the guy had to carry you or something. I think it was the quarters or something. Mm. He lost first round. Yeah. He had to make- yeah. Yeah, I don't know how, how far they had to go, but he lost first quarters round. really. Yeah, that's what I thought. He lost first round to a kid from Cleveland State. That kid got beat the next round. John was out. John didn't score a point for us, and so we ended up losing that to Iowa about a few points. But, um, I went to I, I went after that. Chesbro got fired. That's when Joe Sake came in at Oklahoma State as the head coach, and uh, but he was in got into a car accident, and so. We didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if I was going to have a job or be able to be a grad assistant or whatever. And so Bobby Douglas called me and said, hey, I got a job for you down at Arizona State. And so he said, why don't you come here to train? So I went to Arizona State for two years, two and a half years. I was 85, and 85, 86, and some of 87, I think. And then I, that's when I came back to, to Oklahoma State. Then they ended up winning the NCAA tournament in 88. But those are all the guys yeah. who I trained and worked with and – and uh, so I felt like I was a part of that, that NCAA title. But then I came back to uh, – because I, I came back to Oklahoma State because I just couldn't get freestyle training, right? Mm. So guys at that point were just – you had to be in a college. Either you're a, a, a assistant coach or a grad assistant or just kind of um, in the program, you know, just kind of working out with the team. And uh,
1: Yeah, they weren't paying like – resident athletes yeah. way they do now it was not not probably coaching we were
2: scrapping, me. We were scrapping man we were we, we were we were scrapping for every dollar and you know, i was out i'm raising money i'm beating the bushes I'm, I'm talking to everybody that that you know that would listen went to my hometown and i'm writing letters and just beating the doors down trying to get sponsorships to you know to help me train you know i mean i had a little money coming from oklahoma state just from camps and and um that kind of thing and and kind of doing the work around the around the room, but yeah, it's not like nothing nothing like it is today, other, as far as the money is concerned. yeah you know, but you, you brought up. Go ahead. You
1: brought up Tbilisi, and I uh, everywhere I go, like I go to these camps and clinics, and depending on what town I'm in, right? We do this, we shadow wrestle, and uh, yeah. last thirty seconds you shadow mm-hmm. wrestle, and if you're in a certain town. This is for the Jaguar Classic, but the finals is always Tbilisi. And nobody knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Even my college guys, they don't understand like how yeah. hard Tbilisi was. Oh my goodness. I want just touch on how hard that tournament was. That was a,
2: that was at that point, that was the toughest tournament in the world, right? Because it was a it was a Russian national tournament. And that was before the 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 the, the fall of the of the Soviet Union. And so all those guys are trying to get on that one Russian team. And it was very difficult. I mean, the top 10 guys were like one or two points away from each other. Right. And so that if you win that tournament, I mean, I I went in 87 and 88. And, and it's interesting because in 87, Dave was on the team, and Dave won the tournament, right? And I was in the weight class. I think I got fifth. The next year, I won the tournament. And so um, – and, and Dave was on that tour. He came the next year, but he didn't wrestle. Um but that tournament, man, was was just an incredible tournament. It was tough. I I think uh, both years I went, what we would do is we would wrestle in three dual meets before the tournament started. So we'd be on the tour. We'd hit a dual meet at a, at a one city, and then we go to another city, hit another dual meet. We'd go to another city, hit another dual meet. And and these were like they could put their best teams out against us. And so it was, it was tough to, to win those duels and then go straight to the tournament. And so the year I went to Blissey, I was uh, I was twelve and zero on the on the tour. I won all my uh, yep. I won three duels, and then I won eight matches, Yeah, eight matches to win the title. Um, and then every course, every match was just a, a dogfight, right? And because um, those guys were trying to make that team. And so, um, but it's interesting. Like I said, Dave won one and eight seven. And then from my, my jump, and Anthony, you talk about my jump from 87 to 88. That's, that's when I made the biggest jump, from 87 to 88. Um, and Because I, I think I realized, you know, I mean, it took me a while to really get on that level, and it's a little different than it is today. I mean, I, I didn't wrestle any freestyle tournaments in college. You know, once I hit college, I never wrestled um, until I got out of school. And, and probably because our, our coach, Chesbro just wasn't a freestyle guy. I mean, he, didn't, he didn't care about it. He didn't really push it. You know. So when, when the season was over, he was done. And so it was really no one to really kind of push that, that agenda and push that freestyle. And so I never worked. I never wrestled. I mean, I just worked in the summer and worked out in the summer and came back and got ready for the college season. So it's a little different than it is today. So it took me about three years to really get up to speed and, on that level. To get to where I could, I feel where I felt good enough to beat everybody in the world. But once I won that Tbilisi tournament, I knew I was ready. I knew I was ready to win. You know, so it was it's a it's a <laughs> tournament, it's a crazy tournament. And then and then it's, it's, even, it's even even crazier because the conditions at that point. This was in 80, 87, It was in the eighties, and so it was still it was still communist. It was it was you know the KGB was around and. Uh, and so those guys were really poor, and like, I mean, that was a tough tournament. I mean, it was just a tough tour. And I've seen guys go on that tour and was were never the same coming back. I mean, like national champions. I mean, I remember Jim Jordan was on that tour with me in '87. He got his butt whooped every every match, man. He just he never recovered. I don't think. I don't think he came back. And John beat him up in in the trials or whatever. But I've seen people just were, were never the same after that tournament, man, because it was. It was tough because it was no food after, after seven o'clock. That last meal and meals were not that very, not very good. Yeah, so <laughs> you couldn't eat after seven o'clock, and so you had to like bring food over, and it's different, man. It was different. You had to bring hot plates. We had hot.
1: some people. ways, it seems like it's hard. It's certainly to harder to win water, that tournament you
2: know, than hot Water. I mean, it was cold showers. It was freezing. You know, it was unbelievable, man. It's so funny, funny story. Me and Mike Sheets. Mike Sheets was my my workout partner. I don't know if you know Mike Sheets, two-time national champ and uh, probably the, one of my best workout partners. This guy brought out the best of me as well. But we were on the tour in '88. This year I won it, and so we we get over there. We're fired up because we were both on the tour the year before, and so we knew we, we knew how tough the tournament were, and we we, we were trained, we're ready for. It. We get there like. Eight, eight o'clock and so we just couldn't we, it was trying to go to we couldn't go to sleep and so she's like hey you want to get up and go for a run and it was it was cold outside it was like freaking three degrees or something it was freaking freezing and so we said All right, we're, we're we're motivated we got up we got our stuff on and, and went out for a run and we man we ran for about two blocks and it was like like a blizzard outside. <laughs> Snowing it was freezing Yeah. so we turned away we gotta turn around we got to turn around we get back to the hotel lobby and we're like whining and complaining in my, my toes were frozen. We are right, man, that was a bad idea. That that wasn't wouldn't, that wouldn't, that wouldn't a good idea, right? Yeah. By this time we see two Russian guys and it was a sport hotel. So it was like different sports in the hotel. And so these two Russian guys come down on, on, on and they had, they were like carrying their bikes, right? And so I'm thinking they're gonna go and then they didn't have a shirt on. Both of them were shirtless. Just had shorts and shoes, right? So I'm thinking they're gonna go over in the corner of the hotel and like set up a stationary bike and ride. These dudes went outside and got on that bike and took off. And she's and I we kind of looked at each other, man. We was like, dude, it's gonna be a tough tournament. It's gonna to be a tough tournament. <laughs> Russians, you know, the Russians are just freaking, I mean, they're just, they're just the toughest people mean, other than Americans, but they they're just tough people, man. it's just like yeah. conditions, you know, they don't that time they just had, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of money. They just just tough. I mean that whole Rocky scene. Did you see these guys? And other than like the steroid stirers he was shooting, I don't know about that, but just tough people, man. So I mean that when I first I remember the first time I wrestled Russian, it was like, what the heck was that? You know? Yeah. What was it? Were
1: the Iranians a big factor back then as they are today? Were they as big media? Yeah, as EDAs yeah
2: absolutely. They? Absolutely. I mean,
1: I know they were good, but they weren't. They weren't the Russians, clearly.
2: No, they weren't the Russians. They weren't the Russians, but they definitely had, you know, they, they had competitors. They had one or two guys that were were definitely contenders. Not I don't think I had a guy in my weight until uh 92 I had a really tough guy in my weight class. He beat me in actually beat me one beat me in ninety-one world team finals. I mean a uh, world championship finals. Um and so they were they were tough. They were tough, but still Russians was Russians were the guys to beat.
0: Yes, still are. Still are, yeah,
2: uh, yeah, but it's watered uh, down a little bit. I think they, the republics, man, they
0: yeah
1: they
2: kind of move around, and you know they go yeah. to different they go yeah. to countries. You know, it's like, like the
1: transfer, it's like the, like the transfer
2: portal. Yeah, it's yeah. like cities, it's like Russell from New York, you know, yeah, yeah, around, man, it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, coach,
0: awesome. coach, I heard you talk about this before. Just, uh just being exposed to greatness at a young age, being yeah. able to be, be from Oklahoma, t- grown up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right. you got Oklahoma university and Oklahoma state, who probably, um, even better than history, more history than, than current situ- current times. Yeah. Um, so you had legends to look up to. And you talk about in other interviews that I've heard you talk about going to the 72 Olympics and right. being able to watch those guys at like 10 years old. And right. um, me personally, I had an older brother who was seven, seven years older than me. So. I feel, that, I feel that was like a big advantage for me when he was going to wrestle um, at these tournaments and I got seven years behind him. I got to see these big tournaments seven years. in in the future, I got to picture myself there, whether it was the NCAA tournament, state tournament, all the way down to Ohio tournament champions or Tulsa, Reno, whatever it was. Yep. And uh, I, I think that goes a really long way in, in kids' development and just being able to see that at a young age. Um, what What do you think... Was the biggest um, the biggest thing for you? I mean, you eventually left Oklahoma, but you have that culture still, and you still have that pride. Yeah. What, what do you think it came from? Maybe just your family, or just just having that sport of wrestling, or uh, was it something that your family was super close, and they were like, "We want you close to home," and you kind of developed rest, you developed your wrestling through being close with your family, and that was part of it as well. Or was yeah, it, just it was, that pride?
2: Yeah, then I mean, it was it was. Um... It was a little bit of everything. It was a little bit of all that. I mean, I, I grew up in a hotbed of wrestling. I mean, I was just fortunate the time that I grew up. You know, I grew up in the 60s. And so um, wrestling in Oklahoma at that point was just, man, it was amazing. We, had, we were wrestling in leagues, um, a rec league, right? And so we would have, I mean, it was probably you know, 60 teams in, in Oklahoma and in Tulsa. You know, alone. I mean, it was just a lot of lot of teams and club teams that that we wrestled um well then it was junior, it was elementary and junior high. So elementary was one first grade through sixth grade. And so it wasn't none of this eight and under and ten and under and twelve and under. You wrestled elementary school from one through six, and then junior high school was seven through nine, and then high school was ten through twelve, right? And so the elementary school, I mean, it, it, you could wrestle a kid, you know, if you'd be in the first grade, if the kid was in your weight class, he could be in the fifth grade. And so you just had to buckle it up. And so yeah. it was just – it was it was tough. I mean, we, we it, it was just tough kids, tough, tough um, great coaches and just good programs. Um, Oklahoma State was really strong at that time growing up, and OU was strong. And so being from Oklahoma, you know, I would always go back and forth from OU to OSU to OSU. The OU and and they had great teams. They really they had great teams. Um, one of my guys that I looked up to was was Wayne Wells, and he was he graduated from University of Oklahoma, you know, Olympic gold medalist at 74 kilos in 1972. And so, yeah, by the time I was probably seven or eight, nine, ten, yeah, I was on my way. I don't I didn't lose a match from the from the I was undefeated from fourth grade. Through, then I lost once in the Tulsa National Finals in the sixth grade. Then I didn't lose another match until the, uh, until I graduated. You know, I, I was undefeated from, you know, from the from the sixth grade from the seventh grade to tw- to the twelfth grade. And so, just uh, being able to go down to Oklahoma State and watch matches. And o- Oklahoma State was only an hour from Tulsa. I Grew up in Tulsa, and so it was only an hour away from me. So I would go there you know before i would go to ou just because OU was probably two and a half hours from me but then the federation the u.s open which they called the federation was in stillwater every year and so we would my parents would just take us down once we started wrestling and they they knew we liked the sport uh, and loved the sport they would they could take us down there uh, to stillwater you know to watch the u.s open we'd go down to a couple of dual meets as well like we'd go watch ou and osu wrestle which was big the bellum was huge back back in those days and um and there was a couple of guys from Tulsa that, that were wrestling at, at uh, OU too. And so I was just a big fan, big, big student of the game, and just really loved the sport. And, and, um, but it was tough, man. It was tough growing up in the 60s. I, I know there's a lot going on in the world today about uh, you know, George Floyd, and I heard you guys talk about that earlier. And um, you know the only time, and I tell the story, the only time that I ever thought about quitting wrestling was probably my first couple of years when I first started. I was probably I was five years old, six years old. I was the smallest kid on the team, and and the kid that was then my next kid that was my next in weight class. It was my workout partner. He was he had been wrestling for a couple of years and a little big, bigger. So he was kicking my butt every day. I didn't. I never. I never won in, in the practice room, um, but we would go to these tournaments. And we'd be and, and and we were we were the only black team. The way Tulsa is kind of kind of situated and how the demographics work, most of the black families lived on the north side, white families lived on the south side, uh, the lower economic families lived on the west side, and then on the east side was more of the Indian culture that, that lived on, on that. So it was really segregated, right? We were the only one of the only black teams that go to these tournaments. And so when we first started going, it was like a lot of the kids were really, really bad. Now they're racist and they would know, call us names. And, you know, college if they lost, they'd get pissed off and like you know, say nigger and this same of thing. And so it was really tough, man. It was really tough. And of course we wasn't weren't winning and the referees were like tech taking matches and it was just kind of a tough environment. Now, of course, not everybody was like that. There were people that were there and they're welcome. us. They would like mess up our, our roster, our, our entries. And sometimes we wouldn't get we show up at the tournament and be like, oh, you are not in the tournament. You know, we we'll gonna need to be, we go check the bracket, we're not gonna brag it. Like, what is going on, right? And so it was just a lot of that right and so growing up in tulsa was just i mean my neighborhood was just a just a filled with, with great families you know two parent homes and um a lot of sports i got a lot of athletes that went went played in nba and, and nfl and, and so my, my my neighborhood wasn't a lot of wrestlers but it was a lot of football players a lot of basketball players And so i would always play i would always play those sports and uh it was tough going to those terms and we come back and i'd be I'd be upset and, I remember, we sat down as a family, and and uh, and because I was pissed off and, and like man, I don't know if I'm gonna do this right because we we're wrestling as tough as it is. Then go to these tournaments and then, you know, we had to face that, and that's like man, I don't I don't know. I, I think I want to go play basketball. Of course, my buddies wanted me to come play basketball. I was already playing football, but they wanted me to come play play basketball because I could play basketball. I could play, you know, good athlete, and so I had that pull. And then the, the, the kid, my, my buddies went to another school, another, another part of town, so they really didn't go to my elementary school. And so I, I had that pull, man. I'm like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to go play basketball, you know. Yeah. But I was doing well, and and, and my, my parents sat down and said, look, look, if you want to wrestle, we can get over this. We'll just keep going. We'll, you know, we got to fight through. We can't let people discourage you and, and take you. It's not that they don't own the sport. This is a sport for everybody, right? If you love the sport and you like it, you will just keep going. We'll keep it. and i liked it man i love i love what it did i love the one-on-one aspect of it i love that i can control you know the outcome and it was a it was a self-defense it helped me on the playground right if i when i went back to the playground i was a bully killer if bullies would come in i'd, I'd double leg them take them down and have a problem
1: bully killer
2: <laughs> i recognized <laughs> real early that it was a self-defense yeah. you now not that my neighborhoods were, were were bad but they were you know you're bullies on every neighborhood you know right. Sure. It was but it was a, it was a, we had a great, it was a great neighborhood, man. It was a great neighborhood, but but it definitely protected me uh, as a kid. And so I loved that aspect of it. And that's, that's kind of kept me in the sport. But then I started winning, man. I started winning and then I started kind of getting a name for myself and then people started kind of treating us a little differently. And we but we went and fought and we went and talked to the, the organizer. And we we had some meetings and, and they kind of started doing better, like right? the families were kind of trying to do better. And you know, so we just kind of punched through that whole deal. We just kind of stayed in it and then of course when we started winning and that we, fortunately we had good coaches when i first started i had great coaches man that they knew the sport one guy was a college uh, wrestler and so he taught great fundamentals and i started at the ymca and the ymca is a play i don't know if you guys went to the ymca but i grew up in the ymca christian principles great leaders i mean just great leaders that was in the y, ymca at that point man and they taught us about character taught us about teamwork Um, one of the best things I learned growing up was just being a teammate, Uh, just the the power and and how important being a great teammate was. So I learned that, man, my my first years of wrestling. Um, But, yeah, man, we we punched through that deal. And I think, um, you know, going –
1: Did you – I'm curious to know if you faced any of that stuff, uh, you know, fast forward 10 years, being on those teams with – with Nate and Melvin Douglas and, and Kevin Jackson. Did you face any of that stuff later on from USA wrestling? How was, how were you treated in our country when it came to that from a wrestling community standpoint? You
2: know, I don't, it's it's kind of hard to say. I think there's, there are situations where you, you would think that some, some of the referees would be a little biased or something, you know, you, you know, you experienced it, you know, from time to time and nothing that, that was like outrageous, you know, um, so I don't, I don't, I can't really say that that it was a, like an overwhelming thing. I think it was just some. Sometimes it was just, for in my case, it was just Schultz, and Schultz was just the guy, and they kind of wanted the guy to win, right? And so because he was an Olympic champ in '84 and the whole thing, and so yeah, I can't really say that it was a, a huge issue. It, I, I definitely would see it, you know, in in uh, certain matches, certain situations. You know, I think back when. Um, you know, I you know, I can't really speak to, to any specific time, but you you would definitely see signs of it from, from time to time for sure. When I first met Dave Schultz, I think he was at AOU. I mean, he was at Oklahoma State. I don't know if you guys knew that, but he was at Oklahoma State when his freshman year. That's when he went to school first. I didn't know he that. always thought of- Yeah, he got third in the NCAA, NCAA tournament in 1978. Wow. And uh, but then he transferred he transferred, he transferred back to uh uh, UCLA, then they dropped the program, and that's when he went, he came back to OU. But yeah, he was at o- Oklahoma State first. And I, I saw him wrestling at Oklahoma State. I would go down there and watch him. But he's a California kid and you know from California didn't didn't quite um feel comfortable with, with the cowboys, you know. A lot of those cowboys and country kids, and you know, they wanted him to wear cowboy boots, and he wasn't he wasn't gonna wear a cowboy boot. He <laughs> <laughs> was, was a flip-flops, right? Yeah. And
1: listen, I got one big one for you, and then I want to hit you with a bunch of quick hitters yep. to do with all of our. But I just want you to touch on your on your sons, because first of all, they're incredible dudes. They're good people, man. They're, yep. Heck, they're competitors. We've been fortunate enough to compete against both of them. So, yep. uh, congrats to you and your wife. You've done a tremendous job in, in that regard. Yep. How hard was it following you? How hard was it uh, to continue at an early age? Right, because I have a son who just totally turned from wrestling. Right all about football, baseball right? and it was hard who i was in the area and he didn't want to go through that so i'm just interested in how did you handle that how did you keep it fun for them and now they're at an incredible incredible level and and how far do you think they can go
0: yeah and on top of that too i was wondering since you're touching on being learning how to be a great teammate and uh you know i, I see it when you're working with jo and your different athletes that you work with um just the connection you seem like a very relationship oriented guy Coach-wise, at what point with your kids, maybe did it become more relationship and teammate from coach, if it did at all, and maybe you still are coach, coach, but I, yeah. I can imagine still, coach, coach,
2: still, still dad, coach. Yeah. No, you know, it's uh, I, I was blessed in that when they first started, I was running a, a, a club team in Texas, and so it was a kids' club team, and so when they first started, then when they first started coming around the room. They were like, what, two, one and two, three years old. And so they were just around the room and just kind of having fun, not competing, but just, they would come to practice with me every day. Um, and so they were just around the room. And uh, I think one of the things that, that my wife and I just focused on is just um, not, not putting any pressure on them to, to, to win. I mean, you know, I, I made it clear to them early on that, you know, I didn't say and tell them a lot about my my, my career. But you're gonna you're gonna get some pressure from other people. It's not gonna necessarily come from us, but it's gonna come from other people. The expectations, right? And so we just kind of always just kind of, you know, uh, supported them and believed in them and let them know that that you know win or lose, to be very very proud of you. As long as you you know work hard and do your best, we, we're gonna we're gonna be happy with that, right? And so that's really kind of the way that that I brought them up. And one of the things that I did, I think, was was a focus for me, was not to burn them out, right? I didn't want to, you know, I, I didn't really care about the wins and the losses, right? I wanted to kind of to kind of go through it naturally. Now I could have been with those guys and like every day and just like in the garage and you know, going over moves and going over techniques and going to all the tournaments because, you know, Kid racing at that point was with that circuit was, you know, that Tulsa National Circuit is a, is a real deal, right? That triple crown dude, yeah. that's that's a tough grind, man. It really is. And so we were on that deal for a while and I just, I, can't, I got to a point where, and they went to Tulsa National, won it, you know, a couple of times, and I just got to a point where I'm like, look, I'm not going to, I'm I'm not going to just make you go to every tournament and chase every every title and, and, and try to make you where you're just unbeatable kind of thing. Um, I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on you, because I don't want you to get to to college, and if you want to wrestle in college, get to college and be burnt out, right? So I wasn't going to burn them out, so I, I wasn't. Push them to train hard, and 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 I don't want them to get to the point like Dad. You know, I'm I'm done. Those guys got a lot in the tank right now. I mean, they they so I didn't I didn't I didn't do a lot, I didn't do a lot, and so I kind of gave them what they needed, and uh, and so they can compete at every level that they were, and I just but I just didn't overdo it. And My That's wife, right. you know, of course, I, of course it's, you know it's a fine line. And, Coach, you know it's a fine line. It's a fine line because you want to because you can't. You got to train hard. And you got to push them because they're, they're not going to be competitive, right? And so there's a fine line that you, you've you got to be able to pull yourself back. You know, and my wife would pull me back if I kind of stepped over the line a little bit and she'd pull me back. And, you know, and, and, and we just made it clear that, look, your your career is not my, my career. I'm not expecting you to be, you know, Olympic gold medalist, right? I'm going to give you what I have and give you my experience and give you, you know, the things that I have out of the sport. And, um, but at some point, to have to make the decision if, if this is what you want to do right if, yeah and, yeah uh, right and, and so that's kind of both, we, both we that's kind of how we how we grew grew up I mean, I, we wanted to make sure that that they were uh had options when it came to going to college um I didn't we wanted them to be um strong enough academically that if they wanted to go to Harvard if they wanted to go to Yale or Oklahoma state wherever they wanted to go Princeton they they could Princeton exactly. <laughs> Princeton. that <laughs> uh-uh. that you wouldn't, you know, would say, man, I want to go to Princeton, but I I, I can't get in, or I, I don't have the grades to get in. And so we just focused on on the academics, man, and focused on making sure that they were prepared, um, and 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 really just kind of try to stay level, try to stay lo- level, and keep them balanced as they grew, um, so they so they'd have options when they when it came time uh, came down to uh, making a decision for college. And, and I wanted them to make their own decision. I made my own decision. It was tough, you know. It was it was tough between Oklahoma State and, 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 and OU. I mean, it really was a tough decision. And uh, but I made my parents let me make my decision, right? And, and I got to give them a lot of credit and and how they brought me up, and how they how they groomed me uh, for success. Uh, my mother was probably the biggest reason uh, that my confidence is so high. I man, she just she just instilled that belief system in me. I mean, just I had a, a strong belief system from the time I started, man. Just as a kid, I just had a a very strong belief system that that I could be and do whatever I wanted to do if I put my mind to it and stay focused and work hard and stayed out of trouble. Uh, and so we just kind of pass that on to our kids. Yeah, my, my, my daughter is uh, 26 and she graduated uh, from Howard University, graduated high school in three years. After high school, she went to Italy for, for a year and just done a, a student exchange program and and uh, learned, learned Italian and Came back and finished uh, college at Howard, and now she she works in New York at P- at Penguin Random House, and so she's doing really well, man. And and, and uh, the kids are doing good, and but we we try to just keep it balanced at the time that we, we, we
1: whatever you're doing, man, it's working. Obviously, it's a it's a pretty good system you got going there in the Monday I think, yeah, but I,
2: I think they're good. You know, they're good enough now, Coach. I, I think they're good enough to, to 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 make that decision. They can do whatever they want in the sport, right? I think they, they they've got the ability. Um, and that's really all I wanted to give them give them just to put them in a situation where where they can make that decision going forward if they wanted to go forward in, in the sport and, and and chase those chase those dreams and uh well the, we'll see what We've happens.
1: been uh yeah like like I said we've been fortunate enough to compete against them and Johnny Van Brill for the yeah. most part has oh, yeah. really yeah. compete against them quite a bit yeah. and they have both wrestled in the rack in some incredible atmosphere yep. so yeah that Princeton Rutgers thing is becoming really, really big, I especially know, in man. the state. No, I, I got to
2: get, it's I got to really get there and see it sometime. I got,
1: yeah, I was there once. Well, he actually, I think Quincy, Quincy had to take the mat after Ashenault wrestled Kalas. I know it, and that I place, that roof almost it. fell off. That place. My daughter was,
2: my daughter was there. She came down and saw the match, but yeah. I didn't get to make it. But I was going crazy in my living room. But um, yeah, but that was <laughs> that was a fun, that was a fun time. That was that was fun, man. It was really. Fun time, we we respect you guys, and you guys are doing a great job at Rutgers, man. And uh, thanks, that's that's what it's all about.
0: Man. Yeah, thanks. Man.
1: Well, I got a couple quick hitters for him, Ant, and then we'll let him go. Yeah. I know it's it's running late here, so you missed the Big Eight. Uh, yeah. It doesn't have to be wrestling wise. It could be football wise. I'm a was, just thinking big about a the was big, big Eight. Strong,
2: man, Big Eight was strong. But the only one, oh yeah, the only thing was it was only five teams. Yeah,
1: so I, I, I'm, I'm talking football. Like you think about those Nebraska, Oklahoma oh, yeah. days back in the day. Oh yeah, man. I was I
2: was a big uh, big fan, big fan. I mean, big yeah. big Oklahoma fan, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Billy Sims and Joe Washington. Oh yeah. And, and those guys. I mean, that was that's who I grew up watching. And trying to, were you in school? Were you in school with Barry Sanders or no? He, I, you was were I was out of school. I was there training, a coach. I was training, training. I was training to make the Olympic team. I was in '87. He came, he was a freshman in '87, I believe. And so I would see him in the lock in the in the, in the, in the, in the, um, weight room all the time. When he came in as a freshman. That dude was, he was squatting like 350 pounds when he left. He was squatting like 750 pounds. He was out yeah. squatting. Oh, this dude was amazing. He was, you know, it was a crazy. Yeah. But, you know, Thurman Thomas was there. And so I would see those guys all the time. I know, still know those guys very well. You know, and, yeah. and uh, but. Billy
1: Sims is another one probably doesn't Billy, get the credit. He, the man, he may have been team. one of the best yeah. of all
2: time. I know Billy Sims really well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. but I, I saw, yeah, I saw Barry in the, in the, in the weight room all the time. And, uh, and so, yeah, he was, he got his, won the Heisman in 88. And so we, we were around, and I saw those guys, Thurman Thomas, saw those guys, and um yeah, so You
1: are, are you more college football or pro football? I'm pro,
2: man. I'm I'm pro. I'm I'm more pro. I mean, I love them both, but pro is another level. Those guys, once you get to that to pro level, man, that skill level is amazing. It's yeah. amazing.
1: And you're a Cowboy I'm fan, a cowboy right?
2: Cowboy fan. How you know? How you know?
1: I follow you. Yeah, I follow I'm you. I'm a Cowboy KG. fan. I mean. Back
2: from Starbuck, man. Roger Starbuck yeah. and, you know, Tony Dorsett. And, too tall Jones, and getting yeah, from Oklahoma. You know, I'm, we didn't have a pro team. You know, so Dallas. It was either you're a Dallas Cowboy fan or a Kansas City Chief fan. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of leaned toward the Cowboys, and, and I'm, I'm a Cowboy for life now. You know,
1: guy by the name of Jim Jim Jeffcoat played for Jeff the Tate, Cowboys. I'm he's right here.
2: right from our area. Absolutely, yeah, he's from our area.
1: Yeah, cool
2: bro. man. Yeah, uh, Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. I love to. I'm a huge LeBron fan. I, he, and, and people may try to make that that distinction and, and who's the best. He's still playing. He's he's got three titles and he's still playing. You know, know. If he, if he yep. wins three more titles, then I think you got to come back and and, um, and 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 be in that conversation. But you know, he's he's a different player than Jordan. You know, he's bigger. He's stronger. He, Jordan can't do the things he can do, and he, he can't do the things Jordan can do. But but uh, but I'm a big LeBron fan as well. Best
1: foreigner, wrestling wise. Uh, you mentioned. You know, Fazayev, uh, the best Satyev? Coming ever? Yeah. That's a, the best one. All right, let's say the best one in, in, that you've wrestled well, in your well,
2: era. I think Satif is the best one I've wrestled. He ended up proving. But, you know, I didn't think that when I first wrestled him. I I, I didn't think that he was as good as Fazayev or Varayev. I wrestled him twice. Actually, I wrestled him in, in Greece the first time. And I'm beating him 2-0. And I thought the match was over. That's when they, they had that stupid rule that you had to score three points to three win. Three points, match. yeah. I beat him 2 0. I'm thinking the match over time was over. Referee's like, and I That was my first time back in '96. I'd taken off a couple of years, came back, yep. and he was a defending champ. And uh, I beat him the whole match. And then match was over, it's 2 0. And they're like, no, match's not over. I'm like, oh crap. Oh crap. So we had to get back and wrestled. I'd been defending him for the last 30 seconds. But we ended up he ended up beating me 3 2 in that match. And I'm like, he's not for dive. He's not variety. He's, he's not those guys, right? Because he wasn't as strong, he was just flexible he wasn't like he wasn't as technical and he wasn't as, as strong as those guys. Something I'm, like, I'm you know, he's not those guys, but he ended up, of course, being one of the best ever. So I think Satiev, um Bidzayev was amazing. But was amazing.
1: uh Bela was pretty good.
2: I think Beloglazovs are the guys that I kind of watched when I was when I was trying to really make that jump from 80, 80, 85 to 88. I watched a lot of Bela Glazov. You know, a lot of I do my chest locks my snatches come from them from watching those guys. These guys were crazy with snatches and chest locks, and so I watched those guys a lot. So I think, yeah, Bella Glazov to me was is, is definitely one of the best. Um, who else is uh, for Uh, there's another one that's Russell Shear all the time. Um, I forget the biggest guy, man. I forget, uh, I forget him, but no, it's uh, out of those guys, I think, I think we would probably have to go with uh, I'd go with Bella Glazoff.
1: Last one, and then we'll we'll let you go, Coach. We appreciate it. You're stuck on an island. You're only allowed to bring three people. You don't say your wife because you're allowed to bring her too. Uh, <laughs> you're allowed to bring three, and you're stuck there for like you know good good six months. Wow. So choose wisely who you're bringing.
2: Wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you
1: could have fun with it. You know, You can
2: bring family, just not my wife.
1: No, you can bring your wife. Your wife's with
2: you. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. I like part of it. The boys aren't part of that either? family's not a part of nah, that? Well, yeah, don't, don't
3: break your boys. That's, that's kind of boring. There,
2: no, no, uh, right at this point, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking uh, Burles. I'm taking um, KJ. I'm taking Jordan Oliver. Those are my boys. Wow.
1: Nice. Wow. That's pretty cool. We're going to have some
2: fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We're going to have some fun. We're going we're gonna to be on that island after this next <laughs> Olympic Games. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we we're, we're, we're got we're to celebrate. <laughs>
0: good, stuff.
1: good
2: for
1: you. We got a guy on here now that is going to want something no, to say no, about no, that. No, that.
2: I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah no, cool. You see what I'm wearing, right? Yeah, I see it. I see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I mean that's your guy, and I, not I was, I'm not going to ever disrespect you, but I did want mm-hmm. before you go, I wanted to, I wanted to state my point on uh on a match between me and Jo. You know, you said you made a comment maybe some of our people aren't following on twitter but honestly for me it's always all love you know i'm just i want the yeah. match i want the match obviously that's why that's mean. why i'm going to say those kind of things on social media um sure. but but listen i mean he's never won the trials he i took second he took second he has one more nca title than me if he has a lot more experience international but <laughs> but i'm yeah. saying it's a it's a super match yeah. it's a match within international boundaries i'm saying yeah you're saying it's not a super match but a super match is just two high level guys going at each other i mean it's supposed like you could say a super match is maybe a match a catch weight but in my mind that's a that's a pretty good high level match i mean i'm an NCA champion i'm um i have some success international i haven't really wrestled any tournaments i'm 24 years young you know i got i got a big career ahead of me uh i think i'm a good yeah, good, good fit you. for a match like that more on him maybe he feels like i'm not right. a fit for him, no
2: maybe. no no disrespect no, no disrespect i'm a fan i'm a fan right uh, i love watching you wrestle uh but yeah it's levels to this game there's levels to this game and like you said you're NCAA champ that's kind of where it ends yeah and so you haven't proven yourself right you haven't proven yourself i haven't seen you wrestle on, on an international stage well i'm also on a play. national team just in as in much we in, in a world level in the world i haven't i haven't seen it right so you haven't <clears throat> you haven't proven yourself yeah, improving. We had, we got, you know, we had these other guys in the states that that I haven't seen you uh get past, right? And yeah, they so, don't want to wrestle. There's, there's not, a lot, a couple of them. They, they don't your wrestle. time is coming. You, they, you, you, you weren't available. You're, yeah. you're recovering, sure. right? For That's sure. not your fault. For That's sure. just part of it. That's part of it. But you're, uh, we're after the big fish, and I'm sure you are. We're, 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 we're fishing the ocean, right? And so. You you're still kind of a pond fish right now.
0: Yeah, yeah it's still fun. I, love
2: it. Yeah. I it's still fun. I love I love pond fishing. I love lake fishing. You know, those are still that's still fun. It's still a good time.
0: Well,
1: coach, my, after, my time's we're, coming. We're coach.
2: After, we're after the big fish. If, if, if it doesn't the, happen
0: this summer, man, I'll be catching them soon. The big so. Fish,
2: right. And so, so when you when you get there, then then and I'm not saying it at some point it's not going to be a super match. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not I'm not putting in that category. Anybody, right. and it's, super for you. it's super for you,
0: right? It's uh it's a good matchup that I want to beat him and I want to prove that I belong there at that weight class, and that's why you'll I want get it. your
2: opportunity. You I'm sure hopefully and prayerfully, you'll get your opportunity, right? And yeah,
0: then, my opinion, man, he's walking around 185. That's that's big, man. I mean, that's gonna and, be tough to be a, that strong when he comes down well, to that well, weight. You know, well, I'm I'm well, a strong. Well, I'm don't a strong boy that. at 160. I'm the, I'm the strongest 160 this boy's going to feel. All right, let's
2: <laughs> end it. <laughs> How do you know that? He told me. Oh, he told you that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> J.O. talks too much. much. J.O. J-O. Yeah, I mean, J-O's,
1: he's friends J-O's with everybody. J.O.'s well, friends with everybody.
2: He is, man. He is, man. He, no, he we, we, we,
1: on our end, we have great respect for him. Obviously, yeah, we have that. great respect we for him.
2: Do, he that. does, too, man. He does, too. He wants to match, too. Believe yeah, me, I know he, he does. Everything.
1: Yeah, he, he, I know he does.
2: Like, we talking about yesterday. He's like, dude, I, I, I want that dude. I'm like, you know, no, so but I, I agree. I agree everybody. with you. He wants everybody, all comers, yep. right? Yeah, he wants. Yeah, he I agree with you.
1: And, uh, loves those to
2: wrestle.
1: The best nope. guys want to wrestle the best guys. That's where Anthony's at. He wants to wrestle all of them. Really, Zane, Yanni, Jordan, yeah, and I'm sure Jordan should. feels the same
2: way. He should, yeah. man. He should, and 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 hopefully he gets that chance. You know. Yeah. But 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 we. The
1: we wanted you on because we respect the heck out of you, and you're just a great dude for this sport. You should be on the Mount Rushmore of the best ever in this country. Uh, I appreciate you giving us some time, man, and uh, look forward to seeing you down the road.
2: You Absolutely, I appreciate yep. you guys as well. And uh, Anthony, you, you'll get your shot, man. Hopefully, yeah. you get your shot. And, and I, I just want to say too that I'm, you know, proud of you from from what happened in the, uh, you know, the. Uh, the uh, scrap life situation, and that whole debacle thing, and, and how they came down. And I'm proud that you took a stand. And um, because now is, is is a crucial time for our country. It's a crucial time that people get the truth, and that people, um, and people like that are exposed. And that's the only way we're going to get we're going to get better as a country, as people, um, is that we come together, right, and we see past each other's differences, and um, and we make sure that everyone's got a fair opportunity in this country to, to um, chase their dreams and, and be happy. Um, and so those things are important. But if, if those people don't step up, right? If, if, if especially the, you know, the white generation, if they don't step up and say something and call it out when they see it, it's just not gonna change, right? It's just not gonna change in our country. So we've been trying to change for a long time and trying to get it fair. And, and we've come a long way as a, as a country. I grew up in the sixties, man. I, I got bused to and my, my, you probably heard this, but I got bus to in our white school, kind of like to remember, remember the Titans. And so, there are some things that we had to break down during that during that time. But this is the time, man, that we got to come together as a country, and um, and figure this thing out.
0: Yeah, without no we appreciate agree, hearing, hearing that from my yeah. coach, I appreciate yeah. you having me on, man. All that stuff's friendly stuff, man. Yeah, although we're going back and forth, it fuels me up, of course. <laughs> You know like my girls. absolutely
2: man. We, want you, yeah. we want the best man we want you motivated we want yeah. you you want you fired up ready to go healthy no yeah. no no excuses i want we the want same the thing
0: for jo so when i beat him he's at yeah. his best and i could take that all
2: there you go there Yo, you go there it is i've never seen him better
0: yeah
1: i've
2: never seen him better yeah and give so your
0: best. Boys,
1: go train,
2: when we get off, we go train. Go train. Go, yeah.
0: go, I, already, I already trained this morning, but I'll go again. Yeah. All right, good, man.
2: You know. we want your best, man. Cause that because bottom line is just like when we train, the best guy, if if the if the guys that make our team, they should be ready to win an Olympic gold. Man. For sure. Second and bottom third guy line. should be too. Should be ready to win. Just like when you said Schultz in 83 goes, he wins that's it. Right. Man, that's right. That's, that's right. That's when I beat Schultz in the trials. I knew I was ready to to be Olympic champion. When That's I beat it him, be. it was my is my responsibility to represent my country, and not come home without a gold medal. So I knew when I beat him, I could I could beat anybody in the world.
0: And we got a great situation, you know, like Burroughs, Dake, you know, oh, absolutely Snyder, Cox, you know, so many Jackson, weight classes, sixty five stacked, you know, a lot of weight classes, yeah. it's there. We're we're in yeah. we're in no, we're, we're
2: better. This is the best team since the nineties, since our since we were competing,
0: yep.
2: right. And so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of wrestling. Man, we got some great individuals, and uh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see you guys compete. I'm a fan. I'm a coach, but I'm a fan, you know. You know so I'm excited about uh, watching. It. And hopefully I get a chance get a chance to get you with my boys, man, because you guys are about the same size. So I can't wait to see you guys work out.
0: For sure, man. Uh, is, awesome. is Quincy up here at all? Is he staying home for the summer? He's, he's here. He,
2: he's, he's downstairs. Nice, nice. Yeah, next exactly. next
0: time, next time sure. he's up, if he's up at all in the summer, make sure uh, we could connect somehow. We could definitely absolutely, yeah. You know, it, me we, and Kalacik we, were in the same room yesterday. I mean, yep, it's not. Yep, we, it yeah,
2: effect. we've had we've had conversations about you and uh, you know about coming down to to train um, in that in the, in you guys' room too. So now we've had conversations about you for sure. Yeah, about him training with you. That'd be awesome. Looking forward to it. All
1: right, coach. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon, all right,
2: okay. guys. Man, guys, take care.
1: Yeah, got it, man. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. And you want to give that message on how to get on here?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a sec. That was good, man. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, if anyone else wants to come on, you know, we're at 10 15 hour 15 in, we're probably not gonna hang out too much longer. But if anyone calls in here, wants to shout out or say something or ask a question, even uh, just download the FanCred app on your phone. And then once you download the app, you can come talk to us face-to-face, just like uh, Coach Monday was by pressing the green fan line button on the app. Uh, You're more than welcome to come on or just type in a question on whatever platform you're watching on and uh, we'll answer that for you. But that was great, man. Coach Monday had a lot of good insight for us. And uh, man, he touched on everything up and down, current event, his whole history, his kids, that was awesome. Yeah,
1: he's a good dude. That was, you could tell he's competitive though, huh? You yeah,
0: could yeah, tell yeah he's competitive. for sure. I respect that. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah. I gotta believe in myself. I'm a high level athlete. Like, I don't care if I was or never a national champ or all American, I would still think I could beat him right now. Yeah. So, uh, I get where he's at. Yeah, These guys. It's, just, back, it's back back. They
1: wrestled those matches. USA versus Russia. They would happen a lot. You Remember, Pritzloff wrestled the yeah, Russian yeah, team.
2: Yeah.
1: They would happen a lot more often because there wasn't many of the tournaments there are now. So, yeah. dual meets were a lot bigger with the Russians and Americans back then. So, yeah, and he was involved in a lot of those dudes. And I pretty, I thought it was really cool the whole Tbilisi situation. He did win it. He did win it. So that was neat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's a he's a legend, man. He was he was the man. I would love to hear Kevin Jackson speak on all that stuff. He's another good dude. Yeah. So uh but it was good, it was a good uh good guest. And we need a little fire on this show. Yeah, yeah. Give me yeah, a little yeah.
0: Bit of fire. Yo, I wanna well. Some there's gonna be a match released here soon, and I I'm pretty positive I'm gonna be involved. I don't know who my opponent will be. Uh obviously, some insight. Maybe it'll be Jo. That'd be great for and it would be good for me. And I don't know, yep. maybe maybe he looks at it as a lose-lose for him, like, or, and it's a win-win for me, but whatever the case, that'd be awesome for the sport to have a high level match. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And if it is, whoever it is, I think we should get him on the show and talk a little bit, you know, maybe a little five minute segment. It's good for the sport. Um, And it's, it's good in a friendly way. As long, long as.
1: I would say you have a really, really good way of going about calling someone out. It ain't over the top. Listen, I want to run the best. And it's, I know, I know you have so much respect for for all those guys, Jo, Zane, Yanni, yeah. and the rest of those guys at that weight. So, yeah, there's a lot of respect there, and there's ways of calling guys out, and it's all good if you do it the right way.
0: Class, yeah, and uh, yeah, like and part of me, man, like I'm one and zero against Jo. Then he missed weight on me when I was in universities competing <laughs> for that spot. So I, I forgot about. I, I still, what was that? I still kind University of team? feel like I deserve that match. I was a lot younger then, and I think I grew grew a lot since then, but, uh, I still want that match ever since then. you know, I prepared, I went out to Arizona state to wrestle him and I, I kind of got a free B onto the team because he missed weight, but, uh, I want yeah. that match. And we're going back and forth sure. on what weight class. And part of me is so stubborn about the weight classes because of that. I flew out to Arizona state and he missed it. Like I ain't going through something like that again. Like you're going to make, right. it, you're going to make the weight, whatever it may be. Um, so that's part of it too. But, He's he's one of the best. He's a favorite in the weight class that I'm going to compete for the Olympics. And to have an opportunity to compete against a guy like that, like I'd be crazy to not want that or try to get my name in that kind of hat right now. And or I'd be lying to say that my goal was to be an Olympic champ if I didn't want that match.
1: No, oh, well that's what makes you who you are. That's what makes you who you are, and that's why everybody listening appreciates it, and it's why they're fans. So. Oh, we got. Well, listen, we
0: do got a fan. Go we got a fan here backstage. Do we bring him on, or you want to get out of here? No, no, no. Who is it? Let's bring them on. We'll do one before we, we go. Jill, I do got to... Julian backstage. Yeah, bring
1: them on. Maybe we're having a tough time getting them on here.
3: Hey, what's oh, going on, fellas? What's, what's going on? It was going on. How you, Yo, doing? you made fun. Hey, Nick. hey, man. What's going on, man? I just wanted to say, man, talk your cash. Talk your cash. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Okay, man i'm with it man i'm with the energy man i appreciate it i appreciate the energy man that joint just got me fired up they got yeah. me fired up just now
0: and we're turning you into a wrestling fan man like right, dang like, let's go on. i was just texting,
3: i was just texting pat man i was like yo this is my favorite podcast right now like not, really because you know uh you know I'm, I'm really keen on i guess authenticity and and kind of people having passion and it's really clear that you guys, you know, just got passion for your sport, passion for your craft and, uh, you know, just the history, the preparation with all the guests that come on, man, it's, it's just really great to see. Um, and I'm learning a lot, man. I'm learning a lot. Every time I come on here, you guys are talking about, you know, you know, working at it and, and, and kind of staying close to the grind. And so, you know, I use that every day and, and, and when I go to work, you know, so I appreciate it. I appreciate the energy, man. You know, talk your cash and stand your ground, man. You got a lot to uh, hang your hat on, man. A lot of us, uh, you know, since you came in as a as a young boy at Rutgers, man, we was always looking up. I remember going to the R Awards. I'm like, who's this cat winning all the awards? <laughs> like <laughs> like, what's that? like what's that? you know, and, and ever since then, you know, it's it's been really cool. Uh and, and then Coach Cadell as well. Just uh Thanks. just come coming down and watching you guys work and how you interact with your guys, man, it, it's just uh It's really inspirational. So I just wanted to come on and and, and tell you I was fired up real quick. You're an
0: inspiration for coming on saying that, man. You're the, you're the, like, not the kind of person, but the kind of things you're saying, man. That's why we're doing this kind of thing, to create that atmosphere and create a positive platform where we could share those kind of things and have guys like you come on and and even share some of your stories, man. You've been to Rutgers. You're a high-level athlete, got a great job and working with, with a lot of different athletes now, and you're seeing it, you're seeing the other side of it, man. We yeah. we want to we want to tie that all together and create that positive platform where we could share it all.
3: Cool, man. Of course, of course, man. It's uh, it's really great, and I think you guys are doing this at a, at a really high level as well. Um, thanks. Bro. And so you know, we're gonna we're we're working hard to make sure that uh, you know, gets attention it deserves, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know we know
1: what we're doing, but we're having fun. Man. <laughs> that's what it's about. You know, that's what it's about. It's
3: not. It's not corny when you get people, you know, who are really just passionate and authentic about what they do and getting on and have real relationships and, uh, uh you know, can kind of can kind of get on. You can tell the passion in your voice, passion in the story. And so, um, like you said, I'm, I'm turned into a wrestling, a bigger wrestling fan uh, every day or every time I listen to this podcast, at least. So, yeah. so it's great, man. I appreciate it. You're that, the man, man,
1: Julian. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, of Thank course, you for all you do for
3: us, too, man. Of course, man. Uh, You know, and, and, and asking you know, up kind of what you did on, on Twitter and stuff with the scrap Life stuff. I know, you know, obviously th- those type of decisions aren't uh aren't easy, but, you know, my respect to that, bro. My respect to you kind of uh, standing on your own two feet and, and making a decision. And, and like you said, politics aside, um, just kind of finding people and, and aligning your values is super important, bro. Uh, and so, you know, hats off to that. And again, another inspirational move. So keep Thanks, that bro. pushing. Thank you. All right, y'all. Yeah. you, keep know doing you bro.
0: Take care. Be safe.
1: And we got a question here this Monday, well, we got, June 15th. We got
0: boom hat, boom club hats here, and I got, I got my arms are strong. Rutgers 20, yeah. 2020 shirt too. I'm Rutgers doubt today.
1: June 15th, June 15th, recruiting window opens for underclassmen. Kids going to be juniors uh is that an extra busy day for the staff is the question it's another day right it's another day that we recruit every single day but that day we'll have I think probably up to about 30 calls we'll split up between the staff and then we'll run it back the next day and in the next day so we each we have a list and then we the way we go about it is Donnie has a list John has a list I have a list and I'll take John's list John takes Donnie Donnie takes mine we rotate it one more time and Get these guys on the board at least for the first week and find out who's really, really interested.
0: Yeah, man, I'm excited for that class. No. It's uh, a lot of guys. Since one. I graduated, a lot of guys I've been going around the state, you know, working with different kids and clinics and practices, and you know, a lot of these guys. It's, it's, weird. it's weird. It's weird, but it's cool to see. Uh, it's see. It's cool to see the faces that were there when they were in sixth, seventh grade, or some yeah. of the, some of the same faces that make it when they're sophomore, junior, seniors in high school. And it's like, it's also. I mean, I don't want to say cool to see, but it's it's always interesting to see the, the faces that are still there that don't make it, and the personality differences, and just kind of comparing, like okay, like you're not at that level, you're still here, you're still around, like what went wrong? In my mind, I'm like always trying to figure out, like what went wrong here, like what went wrong there, and uh, as a future like coach, I feel like that's a that's interesting interesting decisions that I get to see that are getting made, and just the way the kids are acting and behaving. Um, out, outside of maybe their personal or main coach. And I get to see all those things and how they interact. And I think it's an, ava- yeah. an advantage on my part, being able to be tied with Rutgers for sure. Absolutely.
1: Listen, you've told us a bunch of times, ah, stay away from this kid, go get this kid, even though he doesn't have those great credentials, but you're working out with them and training. This kid's going to be good. So yeah, all that insight is is huge for us. So, and I will tell you this, this junior class, this, I guess it's 2022 guys, this has a lot a lot more out-of-state. I mean, clearly there's an in-state flavor. There's four or five absolute hammers in-state, but there's a lot of out-of-state flavor in this group, which is kind of a new dynamic. It's, yeah. little, it's changed a little bit. Yeah. Jersey's still Jersey, and it's a great wrestling state. We still need those guys, obviously. Yeah. We still want to center our recruiting around Jersey. But this
0: one seems to have a little bit more out-of-state flair to it. As as the coach going through a recruiting process like that, do you think like, – because, honestly, my gut – Tells takes me back to being a freshman like you know do you want some of those guys that you're recruiting to have other out-of-state guys from their area or just like at least another out-of-state guy in their class that they could relate to and come talk to because you come to Rutgers it's 90 percent New Jersey people on every roster on the campus in general
1: I like having out-of-state kids man I think it's I've always said this and this isn't disrespect to our state I think you for for Rutgers to win a trophy at the national tournament and win a national championship, you need the best guys in the country. So yeah, you need out-of-state kids. There's great kids from all over. And I think kind of mixing that up a little bit, it goes two ways, right? It's, it's a different flair. Maybe it's a different style. Maybe it's a different outlook on the sport. It's a different personality. Probably you got to be able to handle fast paced Jersey, but also the Jersey guys, they get too comfortable with all their friends, right? They get too, too comfortable with, that's an advantage as well. They want to grow up and wrestle with the guys, which is an advantage because that's who they grew up with. So that certainly, certainly helps. But I do think you got to sprinkle in some out of state kids. Sure. I mean, for sure. Heck, look who your roommate is right now. It's an out of state kid. Yeah, yeah. It's an out of state kid. So uh, there's something to be said for that, man. I just, again, Jersey will always be our number one. And 90% of our program, as long as I'm here, will probably be Jersey. Yeah, but
0: and I love that. I
1: still think you need to sprinkle it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think we're making those adjustments as we go and you're doing a great job with it. And uh, it's always like you're saying, it's coming to New Jersey, coming to Rutgers, you got to be a good fit. Um, If your personality doesn't match up for what's going to, what you're going to experience here and be able to persevere being at Rutgers, then it's just, it's not for you. It is what it is. But uh, Mm -hmm. it's usually pretty easy to tell those kind of personality uh, differences, especially when it's an out-of-state kid, it's like it's almost like he doesn't belong where he's at, or in the way he, yeah. the way he is, or whatever it may be. And yeah, just like that, I will say like that heavyweight we're getting from Iowa, right? Like he's pretty, he's pretty confident. He came to the rack and kind of told you like, "Hey, we need to wrestle better," and uh <laughs> like that. Yeah, that could be like, "Well, he'll probably fit in pretty well at Rutgers. <laughs> yeah,
1: he will fit, fit in well." But the out-of-state kids love Rutgers. Yeah, it's there's no, you know, because. Maybe they don't know much about. It, they just love it. They just, you know, you 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 guys have put it at such a level now where it's on the forefront of everybody, yeah. not just the state. So that's a good thing. And you're not going to say no to the best kids in the country. There's no no doubt about that. No. So let's just keep plugging along and, and attracting these guys.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, all right. We got to wrap this up because I got to get I got to get to a lift here. Yep. Well, do your thing, man.
1: Always a great time. Great show. Good banter. Yeah. I'm fired up for that. Some good feedback from that, yeah. and then uh, we'll get together. Uh, I'll see you during the week because we'll be training, but we'll, we'll see who we bring on next
0: week. All right, that sounds awesome, man. Great show. All right, have a good day, man. Yep, have a good week. See you, bye.